Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Jim, Pastor Jim Wilhelmson. Um, this is the first of a series of uh, broadcasts that we're going to be making. This tonight is just going to be a short synopsis of what you can expect. Uh, the future ones will be quite a bit more involved in more information. Oh. On December 25th of this year, is an event that's going to be happening that I've been waiting for for over, well, for 24 years. The Lord told me this year that these events are going to happen this year. So I'm going to share with you something that sounds even wilder than Twilight Zone episode, but it's real and it's true. Now, in my book, I want to quote something that this isn't pulling anything out of thin air. There are the rich elite they know that they're going to have their own version of a rapture. They know that because they are working directly with Satan, that this is one of his promises. Now, you're gonna find out that these scriptures are in the Bible. And there is an alluding to this fact as a fact. Now, um, from pages 160 to 164 in my book, I talk about how they are expecting this. Now, who are just they? It's not only the elite. They know exactly who they're dealing with, and they are expecting to be evacuated. There's another group, the followers, many of the believers of the New Age uh, ideas and concepts. Many of them have a hope and a faith that they're going to be lifted up by UFOs someday to be a part of a, to, well, to be spared from the tribulation and to be brought back later as in safety. Even within the secular UFO community, some of these people also have this hopeful expectation that someday they're going to all be lifted up in UFOs. Each one has a different perspective of where they're going and what they're doing, but they all have one common shared event, and that is that they believe that they're going to be lifted up. Now, Ruth Montgomery is a New Ager, and she also is a person that has been involved a lot within the UFO community, kind of like the ancient alien stuff. So this is what she says, that there will be flying machines to remove some of the earth people who are too valuable to be allowed to go into spirit because of the need of their wisdom. Now, another one, and she's with a very famous, well-known UFO, uh, New Age UFO, again, the ancient aliens kind of camp. Um, her name is uh, Thelma Terrell, and she's with the Star Command. And this is what she says. The great evacuation will come upon the world very suddenly. The a flash of emergency events will be as a lightning that flashes in the sky. Our rescue ships will be able to come close enough in the twinkling of an eye to set the lifting beams in operation. In a moment, mankind will be lifted, levitated, shall we say, by beams from our smaller ships. The smaller craft will in turn taxi the persons to the larger ships overhead, higher in the up upper atmosphere where there is ample space for millions of people. Now, within... Uh, within the United Nations, David Spangler is kind of a religious representative in a New Age sense for the, uh, for the UN. Now, he states this, those of us who refuse to accept the Christ will be sent to another dimension other than physical incarnation out of the physical embodiment to another level of vibration where they will be happier. Kind of sounds to me like uh, the final solution that was former Nazi type uh, with a New Age type. 
And funny, I mentioned the connection there because there is a strong connection. The New Age writings of Alice Bailey, David Spangler, um, all come into a theology called theosophy. And we can't get into that even beginning to touch that in tonight. But I mainly call um, Helena Petrova Blavatsky as the anti-Moses. She's the one that wrote a book called The Secret Doctrine back in the 18, late 1800s uh, with a compilation of pretty much everything uh, uh, mystical um, in her day, cutting-edge science, uh, myths, legends. She put it all together in one book and made a common uh, idea of the Aryan as the promised race. So believe it or not, this book has become the premier Bible, you might say, to the Nazis and also to the New Age movement. They seem to be polar opposites. My claim is that this is Satan's doing everything the same but opposite. You have a new, uh, an Old Testament version, which was the Third Reich, and the New Age is the New Testament version uh, from the New Ages primarily throughout the whole world. So, where is it in scriptures? Let me show you. This is in a book of Job. Um, it's an amazing chapter, the 39th chapter. Now, the 39th chapter, basically, uh, most people have made comments, commentaries, scholars, theologians, and they're saying that this is probably describing a dinosaur. Um, it's describing a hippopotamus. It's describing uh, a mythical creature. Why would God make an entire chapter as a mythical creature? It just does not make any sense, folks. It just doesn't. Um, it's because the very last, the very last words in this whole chapter sums up a whole different perspective if you really look at it. It says that about Leviathan that he is the father or that, that he is the father of the children of rebellion. Now, who is the father of the children of rebellion? Satan. Now, intermittently, Leviathan is used as a plural and sometimes the first person singular noun all throughout the book of Job in this one chapter. When you see that perception, they're not talking about a dinosaur. They're not talking about an animal. So when it says his ivory teeth, there's, I'm just throwing out one example of describing this Leviathan as his ivory teeth. It has not got anything to do with ivory teeth. It's talking about that this is a fortress, a stronghold, a refuge that someone had fled to a hawk that goes to the most extreme point of the south. That's in the Antarctic. That's in South Pole. And it's the ice surrounding it as a fortress. It has nothing to do with an animal with teeth. So the whole entire chapter can be re-understood in this way. And when you do this, you can find something very specific in here. Now it's, it says, you know, I'll go through and I'll, I'll, do you know the appointed time when the wild goats from the fortress will give birth? Can you protect the females that are made to bear offspring? Now, some of these, uh, Isaiah 14.9, um, these are actually describing something quite different. Uh, can you record the amount of months as they come to full, abundant fullness? Or understanding the appointed time when they are delivered. They cast themselves down. They splice their offspring. They cast off their ropes. Their sons are restored to health. They are numerous and great as with the grain separated from the chaff, so they go forth and do not return. 
who is sent for the wild ass to spread him loose, or who has understood the riddle opening the doorway to loosen the bands of the wild ass? Whose descendants have I made a dark, empty dwelling in a salted land as his permanent dwelling? He mockingly laughs and plays with the multitude accidentally lighting on the floor. Nor does, uh, let's see, uh, nor does he give heed to the loud clamor of their oppressing ruler. What is left of the mountains is his grazing land, and the hen part he seeks the end of every green thing. Will the wild bull, a unicorn, from its conspicuousness consent to serve you and stay permanently in your stall? Can you confine his bindings in the grave, or will he plow up the death after you? Will you trust him because his power is great, or will you relinquish and labor and uh, your labor and goods to him? Will you, here it comes right here, will you establish belief in him because he will return again and gather up to take your way, your seed, to an open place? This is the phony rapture, or their rap, their version of a rapture. Now, as I said, I can't get into a lot of the detail here, but in the next series, we are going to break all of this down, and I will show you how all of these things fit into the scriptures, that indeed, so, uh, this Christmas, this Christmas, I have no idea how many people are going to be gone. It could be billions. It could be just very small. I got, a tide, I got an idea that it's going to be big enough that planes might fall out of the sky, that you know, a lot of the craziness that we've seen in the Tim LaHaye Left Behind series is going to be turned upside down, as David Wilkerson said, so that uh, there's a great shaking up, that everything that isn't founded on God is going to be shooken up. This is part of the purpose of what's going on. Christianity and Christians are so divided and so separated by uh, doctrine. Our main goal should be that if we want the world to come, if we want all this madness to end, Jesus said, and Paul said, and when, or rather Paul wrote, he said, and when this gospel is preached into all the world, then the end shall come. Now, Paul alluded to it and spoke about it. Uh, Jesus quoted it in Matthew 24. And he also said, he said that, in Matthew 24, he said, when they tell you to go to the secret place or go into the desert, do not go. Well, why would he say something like that? Because someday in the future, that's exactly what's going to happen to some group. Who is that group that's being told that? The very people that I just mentioned. They all have been told that as a promise. And so when they have their hope or their promise, they're going to get their promise. Now, the thing is, Satan does everything the same but opposite. And so in the same but opposite, He's going to imitate mock God. Now, we know that Jesus Christ was the spotless lamb without spot and blemish. He was our sacrifice. And he once told the disciples, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you shall have no part of me. So it went from the 74, 75 at the time to just the 12 disciples. And he says, aren't you going to go with them too? And he, they said, no, we don't really understand this, but you're, you're the truth. We have nowhere else to go. So Satan is going to mock in the same but opposite same thing. He's going to say, okay, we're going to, I'm going to have you take the innocent, drink their blood, eat their flesh. And this is why the Pizzagate and all these other scandals, very real. It's nothing new. It's been practiced ever since the days of uh, probably all the way back to Nimrod. But in the time of Christ, we find that uh, the divided kingdom that up on Mount Hermon, they were making their children pass through the fire. When you look at it in the Greek, it actually means that they're eating their flesh and drinking their blood. 
This is what the elites have done, what we've discovered recently with the Pizzagate thing. This is not a new thing, but it is something that's been consistent and currently with the ruling elite, the New World Order. Um, in this, they're going to reap what they sowed because they have been doing this all of their time as a pact with Satan. So Satan, we get to go to be with the Bride of Christ in the real, uh, in the real rapture, meaning that you know, that we are the bride and we are joined in a wedding feast to get to come together. Now they, however, on the other side, do the opposite. They are going to have the beast of the feast. Now, they think they're going to have this great uniting, but they're uniting with an enemy that doesn't care anything about anyone. Everyone uh, is expendable. And so this is a time of reaping and sowing. So what they have been doing, what they don't realize, yeah, they're going to the beast or the feast with a beast. The bad news is they're on the menu. They're going to be eaten. Now, this was a dream I had when, when I was fasting and praying and actually uh, had everything that it was written in my book, Beyond Science Fiction. This is something that I knew was going to happen someday. And now the Lord is telling me that on December 25th, sometime in the middle just before midnight, they're all going to be gone. They got their wish. They got their promise. It'll be fulfilled. As the pandemic caused such a drastic change in one day overnight this is the one that in one just one hour as David Wilkerson's last sermon on this planet said he said in just one hour everything will change and this is part of his prophecies now the important thing that I really want to share with you all of you is that God has set down the tenets for understanding his plan it's found in Amos 3 7 he said, I will not allow anything to happen until I first tell my secret plans to my servants, the prophets. Now, there's a lot being said in there. To be the servants of the prophets means that this separates a true prophet of God and just some wackadoodle that's on YouTube. And I'm not saying that all people on YouTube are wackadoodles, but some of them are proclaiming all kinds of stuff. And it's just thoughts, ideas, and man-made stuff. Why? Because if you do the research on their lives, they have nothing to show you of bearing fruit. They have nothing of a lifetime history of, of uh, bringing people towards Christ. So they're not a faith, they're not a servant of God. A servant of God is going to be consistent. Their walk and their life is going to be consistent with having many good fruit in the way of people that they have personally uh, prayed or counseled or... Uh, you know, done things. Their life is consistent with what they say. So these are the faithful servants. These are the, the prophets that are faithful, that are legitimate. So we have been given three. We're to seek out the prophets. Yeah, they're still here for today. Some people want to call themselves uh, watchmen, but the less nervous that realize that they are prophetic, don't mind saying, I'm going to live up to the standard of a prophet. I am a prophet. And I'm one of them. So I'm the littler voice, but you have three big voices, Kim Clement, um, Mark Taylor and David Wilkerson and when you combine all of theirs together they form a solid understanding of the plan so for me and for any under any person now in these days needs to know that plan that plan tells you and reads you out what is in, what is included and what is not included if you listen to all of their prophecies you'll understand the plan. And when you understand the plan, you filter out everything that doesn't fit that plan. You can turn, my gosh, last night I watched 
network TV, first time in three months. I was shocked. My God, if I, that all is all I was listening to, I would be in an um, amount of anger and fear, just unbelievable. I'm, I'm telling you, you need to know the plan because you can filter out most of what you hear is baloney. Because I'm going to tell you one thing you probably will hear eventually someday on, on uh, fake network news. They're going to say, hey, those two guys that have been going around causing problems on this earth, uh, one of them found out that he was an Arminius, and the other found out the counterpart was a Calvinist, so they split and went their separate ways. Nothing to see behind the mirror here, folks. It's all done and over. Everything is the same as it ever was. Yeah, no. So I'm telling you right now that in the next few series, we're going to break this down. We're going to give you more. Uh, next week's show is going to be on some of the particulars of what is, just what is going to happen and how is it biblical? How is the historical uh, evidence also behind it? And we're just going to continue adding on. Eventually, we're going to be talking about the monoliths, how they disappear and reappear. I mean, this is weird stuff. This is not found in the Bible. It is not part of God's plan. So obviously, it's part of Satan's plan. We will be discussing how these things fit in to uh, a lot of other things that are going to be happening. Um, if you don't think that when we are under a martial law, and it's going to be enough to attract uh, potentially the United Nations coming as peacekeeping forces. They're not going to come in angry. They're going to come in, um, actually, the National Guard are going to be here to actually help you. The United Nations comes in, they're going to try to seduce you. We're the good guys. Come on over to our side. So a lot of things that are expected in the apocalypse isn't going to happen the way any of us were ever taught. It's going to be very different. And that's part of the big deception. So we'll be talking about um, that aspect also. So each week, we're going to get into one and other different part. Um, the Ezekiel 38th chapter uh, invasion of Israel. Now, to me, this is the most logical thing in the world. We're, if we're under martial law, and we all of a sudden do not have the stability to completely maintain stability, the United Nations will come in under the uh, thing that we've always used. You have the, you're sitting on the largest arsenal of nuclear weapons and your country has been unstable, we're here to make sure that uh, it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. And like I said, they're going to come in nonviolent. They're going to try to seduce everybody into their side. But they will be here. So whatever uh, instability is going to be there, it'll be for a little while. I'm thinking maybe two months. Um, and during that two-month time, it'll be enough to attract attention. But the Nation of Islam, who wants uh, to, the Federation of Islam, they have been wanting to wipe out Israel for a long time. This is their golden opportunity. If the United States cannot respond and support and help Israel, now's the time to attack. And you're going to find out that, um, well, we'll get there. I don't want to mention yet. It's got to be after the fact. Um, I can tell you that if you're new here, this is the first time in my life that I can actually refer people to a church, to an organization, uh, a, I shouldn't say a church, a body of believers that you can trust, that are not going to, uh, if you come in there and, and say, I think I've had an alien abduction experience, they're not going to laugh. They're going to tell you to go to, a, 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 to see a counselor or, or a psychiatrist or anything. They're going to accept you, whether they believe it or not, and they're going to love you, and they're going to do what they can to help you out, to bring you to a closer relationship with Jesus. And that is the Detroit House of Recovery on 32048 Utica Road, Fraser, Michigan, telephone number 586-838-9756. You can go there. 
you can get more answers from me. We usually have a, when, when we could eat in restaurants, we'd go and chat and we'd talk. We can't do that anymore, but you can come to my museum. I'm just one and a half miles down the road. The museum is beyond science fiction. I have all the answers for things that people haven't even thought of asking yet. Uh, it's a compilation of 46 years in ministry. Um, I have answers, like I said, for things that, you know, that we're going to be confronted with, but I have all the explanations also. And I have them in visualizations, Jesus used words, pictures. I use the same thing so that I can simplify, but a picture will speak a thousand words. So this is uh, the broadcast for tonight. I'm pretty much concluding and wrapping myself up. I hope that you will make time to make time to come and visit us at the Detroit House of Recovery or at my museum at uh, uh, Echoes of Enoch Ministries, Beyond Science Fiction Museum. Um, I'm at uh, 28349 Gratiot Avenue, Roseville, Michigan, um, 48066, and my phone number is 586 265-1791. All right. Good night. God bless. And uh, we'll see you down the road. Father, I would like, I, I, I should, excuse me. I'm, I'm thinking on so many things at one time. I forgot to pray. Father, I just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. That everyone that hears this broadcast, that you will put in them what they need and want to know and put in them to seek out more information, put in them to seek you out in a firmer, tighter relationship. Lord, lead them here so that we can love them, so we can help them, we can show them how to be a part of this revival in Detroit. I just thank you and praise you in your mighty and precious name. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Okay.